Yo, what's going on? So tonight, me and Kevin, we're just going to update our takes on what we think is going to happen in the series. There's been a lot of injuries. Game one and game two have been played out for each team. It's been interesting, but now all of a sudden, everyone's probably going to start to blame the injuries and the refs and all that type of nonsense. But one thing you can't blame, which I was wrong about, is how Philly is dogging the Toronto Raptors. Last night probably should have been the game that the Raptors were able to steal, and they kind of had the lead. They probably were by more than 15 points the majority of that game, and Joel Embiid came through, hit the three at, at the end to avoid having to go to a second OT, especially after James Harden fouled out of the game. But the one thing I do want to point out, even though I was wrong, Sixers might even sweep this. I had Raptors 4-2, so I was dead wrong. I can admit that. I was dead wrong. Bede is is the MVP. But one point that hasn't changed that I said from the from the beginning is James Harden is still playing like he's just one of the guys. It's working for right now. We're focused on just round one. But he has shown no improvement from the regular season to the playoffs. I think you're right on that. I, I think it's going to be much more of a factor with Harden um, in the next series against Miami. I think it's really going to start to show he's going to have to start, you know, scoring the ball a little bit better than what he is. But I mean, last night he played pretty well. Honestly, when Embiid had only five in the first half, he stepped up in the first half and kind of kept them somewhat in it. I mean, the lead got to 17 for Toronto, but he kept them somewhat in it. And whatever you want to say about his scoring game right now, He's still drawing the attention from the defense. It, people, defenses are still treating him like he's James Harden. He's drawing some double teams. Like they still have to respect him as a James Harden player who can hit a three every now and then, who can still go by people, get to the basket, draw a foul. So he's still drawing the attention from these defenses, which is why Maxi and Tobias are able to do what they're doing and is why they have a three-game lead right now against Toronto. So he still gets some credit in my mind. But, yeah, the scoring is probably going to need to come up against Miami. But if Maxi's going to be a high-level scorer like he's been um, in the first three games so far, I have no issue with him playing more of the point guard role, the traditional point guard role. There's nothing wrong with that. We saw Chris Paul. That's what he's been doing pretty much his entire career. Um, so I think it's just tough for people to go from seeing Harden getting 30 a night to now settling for him getting 20 and 10. Like It's weird seeing Harden like that. No, the Sixers did not bring him in to do that. But it's working right now because of the play from Maxi right now. So if they keep it up, I think they're going to be able to sweep this team. I, I thought game three, I, that was one of the worst halves I've ever seen them play. That first half was terrible. I mean, they, they just couldn't get a shot going. They were turning the ball over a ridiculous amount of times. They only turned the ball over like three times in one of the games, and they turned it over like nine times in the first like six minutes of the or first like six minutes of the game. Like they just couldn't stop turning the ball over. I can't believe they ended up winning the game. Respect to Embiid. He just continues to deliver. Um, I did not like the play call from Doc in regulation. I thought it was terrible having Embiid just sit out at the three-point line and try and get like a step-back three-pointer like he was some guard. But then I he didn't like the around. overtime call either. But then he turned around and, and did it in overtime, so I really couldn't hate on it. Like If that's what he wants to do, if he wants to stand 30 feet from the hoop and act like a guard in the last possession, then he can do it. I mean, he hit the shot. He deserves the credit. 
I'm going to give him credit for that, but I did not like the play call. I thought you had to get him inside, get an easier bucket, but he still came through in the end when it really mattered. So the Sixers fans got to be hype right now. Up 3-0 is, is kind of wild. I was not anticipating them uh, sweeping this team, and I actually do think they're going to sweep this team. I, any other series, I would say the fourth game, you know, it's a day game. Team's probably going to let down a little bit. They're not going to have that type of energy anymore. But I think that game took everything out of Toronto, bro. I mean, them not to win that game, it, it has to kill them. Like they were, they were pretty much commanding the game in the first half, the entire first half. So I think the lead got down to like six at one point, and then went back up to ten before the end of the half. Um, and the Sixers just kind of fought their way through it, and they didn't even lead the game until overtime. Like that's a team that was literally commanding the game from start to finish and just the Sixers came out with the win. It was just, it was an unbelievable win for them. So good for them up three. Oh, um, I'm hyped that I did take them uh, in the series, but the next game that is not looking like it's going my way right now is Brooklyn, Boston. I'm really not worried though. I'm, I'm going to say that. Um, I'm definitely going to give credit to Boston though. Their defense on KD and Kyrie w- was unbelievable. Um, I think there is an opportunity for KD and Kyrie to have much better games in games three and four. And I, I anticipate that happening. You You would think, think. yeah, two of the best scorers to ever play the game. You would think that they're going to step up and actually have a good game. And Kyrie obviously played well in the first game played terribly in game two. KD really never got going in game one or game two. He had a lot of free throws. Um, that's why he ended up getting 27 in game two, but he really just wasn't himself at all. So I think it, it's good for them that they're kind of relying on KD and Kyrie to be the ones to step up rather than saying like, we're not getting anything out of our role players and we need them to step up. I think it's a good situation for them to be in. Both of these games in Boston were close games, came down to the wire um, and their stars really didn't play well in, in both of the games. So I think you got to feel good if you're Brooklyn, honestly, but you have to give respect to Boston. The defense definitely mattered. Like you said, it would, um, and the role players showed up too. The Boston role players showed up for sure. And that's a tough place to play. It's probably one of the toughest places to play um, in the NBA is in Boston. So I think that had a huge factor as well. But uh, get, get your Boston hype out of the way. Let me hear it. <laughs> Yo, it froze out. I can hear you now. When did it yeah. freeze out? It froze out right Right at the end, so that's actually perfect. So then I can I right, can just go, and then I'll just loop I'll just loop my turn into it. So it'll uh, be all right, ben. all right, it's my turn now. Finally, listen, the Celtics did exactly what I said they were going to do. I'm glad that you can admit the defense matters in basketball. I know a lot of people were just kind of focused on Katie and Kyrie as scorers. They're terrific scorers. And, and, and there's all this skill nonsense that's, that's out there now. Everyone's saying that they're the most skilled duo of all time, all that. When does that matter though? Was Shaq the most skilled player ever? No, he still won three championships in a row with, Col- with Kobe Bryant. Was Kobe Bryant even the most skilled player ever? I don't, I don't really remember a lot of people t- talking about his handles and all. And it was more pure athleticism. That was him. So I, I'm not really big on this, like, they're the most skilled guys ever. So then that means yeah, I don't know why everybody talks about that now. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But you didn't get on Katie and Kyrie enough, so I will. <laughs> Kyrie should be embarrassed. He should be embarrassed. Okay, they pan the camera on him eating the fruit glizzy in the middle of the damn game. <laughs> call a timeout. And why are we acting like this is the first time Ramadan has been around during the playoffs? Akeem Olajuwon went and won a championship. A championship during this, and it's already a written in asterisk 
oh, it's Ramadan time, so now he's not able to perform the same way that he would. When he had 39 the game before that, so I don't want to hear that. And he went through it last year when they smoked the Celtics, so I don't want to hear that at all. That's not that's not an excuse at all for him to have 10 points. He was just off, though. It was it was it was just an off night. It wasn't anything to do with with the defense with them. They were also focused on KD and throwing multiple bodies at him. But the other guys stepped up. I don't even think that the Celtics played their best game yet. I think it was Grant Williams, Tice, Smart, Horford. and Horford, of course. We can Disgusting. all admit now. We can all admit now. Al Horford is a valuable piece. He's a valuable piece. He should have never left the Celtics in the first place. This is where he fits in. He didn't fit in Philly, so then we thought that he was garbage, which is fair. That's so fair, and especially after last year with Brad Stevens at the end end of the year, it kind of started to tune, tune him out. We need to give Ume Udoka his credit. He changed this team's mentality. They all have bought into playing defense. Everybody on the court plays defense. There's none of that, I'm the main scorer, so I take a possession off. We are seeing Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown block Kevin Durant shots. That is un- block his jump shots from the three-point line. That is ne- we've never seen that happen before. I think there's a lot more to the Celtics team than we even realize that they're able to win games even when their stars aren't giving them 25 a night and they're just so sound on the defensive end. And then from game one to game to game two, what changed? The fourth quarter. In game one, they just kind of dominated quarters one through three. And then they stunk it up in the fourth, and they got saved at the end. I'm even able to admit that. They got saved. In this game, the difference was they started off really slow. In the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, Jalen Brown comes alive. I don't know if you notice this, but when I watch Brown, sometimes I get frustrated that it just seems like he's just like rim running. You know how like in 2K you just simply just run you just run on the rim, you just try and dunk. He it seems like he does that every time, and when it's not it falling, it looks really bad. But when it's eventually sometimes he's just too strong or something like that, and he's able to get a shot. It's great. I think the Celtics are simply gonna advance. But do I think that that the Nets are gonna get swept? Absolutely not. The Nets have to at least win one game. It's been great defense on KD, the best that we've ever seen. But eventually, at some point, Katie is going to have to come alive and, and and get his. Maybe it's not game three, but it definitely will be game four. For pride for pride reasons aside, the Nets have to win the game. Yeah. I still have it Celtics 4-2 up against the Nets. But a team that I think we both kind of – I mean, actually, no. I'll, get, I'll actually give you credit. I think you were a little higher on the Miami Heat than I was. Jimmy Butler going for 45 points the other night. Uh, I kind of thought it would be a trade, the bounce back game. Instead, he ended up having 10 turnovers in game two. And in game one, he shot one for 12. Is Atlanta also possibility of getting swept? I don't think so, bro. I, I think Atlanta is good for at least a game. I I, th- I would probably go uh, Heat in five right now after seeing the first two games. I mean, Jimmy's 45. It was pretty much all him. Um, But I will say he hit four threes. We, we know that's not something he does <laughs> on a regular basis. So, right. Yeah, let, let's relax on that. And I, I did see a number of breakaway dunks that he had. So the Atlanta defense definitely needs to be better on that front. So I'm not going to freak out and say Jimmy B is going to go for 40 again because, I mean, that, 
like I said, four threes for him is is ridiculous, shooting over fifty percent, and then just getting wide open dunks and layups pretty much from start to finish was was ridiculous. So I think Atlanta is able to get one at home, um, but I think that's it. I think the Heat are dangerous, um, but but we talked about it actually the other day with just how inconsistent they are with the lineups and the minutes and what Spolstra is doing with these undrafted guys. Three undrafted guys are in the majority of 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 your lineup to start for you? Come on. Crazy. It's crazy. And seeing Duncan Robinson have his really good game in game one and then play, what do you play, six minutes in game two? Like He didn't take a shot. A, a team that has that kind of inconsistency with guys that like could score 25 one night and then play less than 10 minutes another night. I just don't know if that's going to translate well in a whole series. And especially the way Philly's looking right now, it's going to be a tough series. I'm not, I'm not going to change um, my stance on it right now. I think the Heat are going to advance still in round two as of right now. But I still want to see these next yeah. two games play out for my Miami. I feel good about how one. Bam's playing. He has, he's been playing really poor. He's only made three shots in, in the last three, in the last two games. But another thing I also wanted to point out about, about Miami <clears throat> is we give Eric Spolster a lot of credit for being a great coach. But part of that is because he went to four straight NBA finals and two of them he won with LeBron James. If Eric Spolster was doing this undrafted players nonsense and he didn't have the championships, to back it up, I think we look at him in a completely different light. So I'm 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 kind of tired of this. Like, oh, it's through the system, and it's Miami, and this is how we do things. And the UD, he's part of it. He's 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 a roster spot, which is un, which is unbelievable too. If they don't win, they don't win. There's no more excuses. Like I feel like they kind of have to. I feel like Pat Riley kind of has to tap back into getting stars and getting veterans who used to be stars coming off your bench and not getting these undrafted guys and paying them a hundred million like they did for Duncan Robinson. That's ridiculous. What are they going to pay Struess now? That's what I'm saying. They just have so many of the same guys. Like this is like pretty much the year for them. Like you said, like if it doesn't work out this year, if they can't get at least to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, they have to start thinking about going somewhere else with it because they're just not having that star isn't really helping them if they can't get to back to the finals like they used to with Braun. So like having a, a good roster and a solid roster top to bottom is good and all, but like if it's not paying off and getting you into championships, then there's just no point in even doing it. So even I feel Hero what you're saying on the special thing. What's Hero coming off the bench for? He's clearly better than Struess. I think it's just one of those things like when Lou Will, like he was good enough to obviously start, but he's more comfortable being the sixth man. I don't know if it's the same thing, but I think that's norm- That's normally what happens. Like they see, obviously like Clarkson in Utah too. I mean, Clarkson could definitely start on that team 100%. He, they just continue to bring him off the bench as a sixth man to help with the second unit. I think it's smart, but I think you're right. He could easily start on this team and make them better. <laughs> All right, so the Bucks and, and the Bulls also played last night. DeRozan had 41 points. I got a couple of texts saying that he was frying and torching Giannis. Unbelievable. I saw him block a couple of, of the shots. Giannis had a calm 33-18-9. But if you lose, you lose. And 33-18-9 wasn't enough, I guess. And now Middleton's out. And the Bulls are coming off a win. So now there's all this, what I'll call ignorance, in saying – that the Bulls can now somehow beat the Milwaukee Bucks in this series. Absolutely not. The Bulls were one of the worst teams all regular season long. I think they were 0-16 against teams that were above 600 winning percentage. 
So now they're about to win a playoff series up against the defending champs, and we still have Drew Holiday, and Bobby will be back. We're fine, okay? I'm I'm not worried about mid. I want him to come back very badly. It sucks that he's hurt, but for the first round, no, I'm not worried about the Bulls. I'm pretty sure we were all in agreement with saying the Bulls might have been the worst team going into the playoffs one through eight, even though they were the sixth seed. They were playing like they should have been a ninth seed or playing in the playing tournament. And now all of a sudden, because no threes, DeMar DeRozan has a 41-point night, now the series is clipped and it's about to sway their way. Absolutely not. My opinion stays the same on this series. Maybe I'll – all right. I had a sweep, so I guess it doesn't stay the same. I'll go 4-2 now. I'll go 4-2 with the Middleton injury. It does not go seven. I mean, I still think it changes the series 100%. Like you said, like you have it going 4-2 now. They're definitely going to win another game. And, and the most important part is that they split on the road, the first two. Like that is so important in a series like this where you're like a, a big underdog. Like we saw Minnesota be able to get a split out of that series. I think that's big for them going forward too. But Chicago getting one of those road games I think is big. I mean, do I think that they're just going to run the table now that Middleton is not there and they're just going to win the series? But no, I, I'd probably still go Bucks, but I do think it goes at least six. So I think you're right. It goes at least six or seven. I could see it going seven. I would not be shocked if Chicago wins both of their games at seven. home because of no Middleton. That's a, okay. it's a huge thing. I think it's, a, it's a very underrated part of this series that we're just going to overlook and a lot of people are going to overlook and they're just going to expect Giannis to just go out there and continue to dominate like he should and do enough to win this. But like he had 33 last night, 19 rebounds and nine assists and it wasn't enough. And he had Middleton for 75% of the game, 80% of the game. So like it's not going to get any easier. You're going to need Giannis to really go crazy or you're going to need a guy like Drew Holiday to step up and start hitting some shots. Brooke Lopez gave you 25 last night. Are we counting on Brooke Lopez getting you 25 again? Like, I wouldn't be too com- comfortable with the that. The other guys got to step up. That's what it comes down to. And I just It'll don't, I, I don't know. I mean, if Chicago's fully healthy with those guys, that lineup, the, their starting five is, is very oh, solid. Don't give me the Patrick Williams talk now. Please don't not, join not me even, on that. Not even Patrick I Williams. I don't talk. even want to talk about Patrick Williams. Did you see his tweet, though? No, what he said. Did you see the tweet? He said he he said Giannis puts his shoes on the same way I do. He's good, but he's not God. Where are the coaches oh, man. at? Yo, young buck, do not tweet or talk anything to amp this guy up even more. Like, why are you giving him any sort of motivation? You had, I guess, having thirty three points put on your head is a good defensive effort, I guess. <laughs> but um, just don't just don't talk smack, please. And now one. Th- thing I won't do, though, one thing I will not do, because I hate when people do this, is blame Middleton's injury. If the Bucks lose the series? Is she mine? Is she yours? I don't know. All my diamonds have you blind when they grow. I'll be spitting like I'm signed to the flow. Why you tripping? You was mine on the low. Slowly, but I'm holy. Had me at her number one, but I get no trophy. Every time I'm in a new crib, I'm feeling lonely. But this time I really...